Welcome to Life Chats with Friends. I'm your host, Antonio Stevens, here to explore the untamed, unpredictable nature of being human, embracing the chaos, and dancing with the unexpected. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the year in review on Life Chats with Friends. Um, First of all, wanted to just say and highlight that there is a lot of crazy shit happening in the world um, today globally, and I hope you are all taking very, very good care of yourselves. Um, I decided to um, do my first solo episode, really creating space to reflect and also giving an opportunity for you all to get to know me a little bit better, recognizing that a lot of the spotlight have uh, has been on the guests that have been on the show, but turning that spotlight on myself. And so the way that this will work, I put out a call request for ideas on topics to discuss in this year in review, and I chose the top five that came through that I will talk about today. Um, and thank you all to everyone that took the time to submit topics for this discussion, which I'm so excited to have. The top five topics that I will talk about today are... Um, What is it that I am most proud of from 2023? Finding joy in every moment. War, love, and peace. Spiritual discoveries from this year. My relationship with tarot and travel in 2023. So um, the top five places that I visited and what was so great about them. So to kick off the conversation, what is it that I am most proud of from 2023? I have a bit of a list. I will keep it high level. Some areas I may go a little bit deeper, but um, overall, 2023 was a really (laughs) interesting, dynamic year for me, uh, full of ups and downs, um, reveals, on many different levels. It was a year full of really great professional and personal growth. Um, I spent a lot of time this year mending relationships with uh, many different family members, which has been a full circle moment for me. Um, The biggest one, mending the biggest one being the relationship with my mother. So um, went through a moment coming to terms with my sexuality, claiming that. And we went through a small period of not speaking, but that relationship has come full circle and really seeing that through on the other end now and redefining what our relationship looks like as adult to adult and moving away from that parent-child kind of structure that we've had for a very long time. Also, exploring what my relationship looks like with um, extended family members. So a relationship with my biological father and his side of family, which has been very interesting and in exploring, exploring and getting a little bit deeper with each of them. I have been learning so much more about myself. So seeing reflections of them in me and getting to better understand why I am the way I am. So that has been super, super exciting. 
Um, what I'm also most proud of from this year is the evolution of this podcast and would love to take a moment to thank all the guests, um, editors, producers, uh, Stephen Elder that is behind this camera right now, Tony Nunez, and um, everyone else that took the time to either sit in uh, the chair next to me and or provide feedback, insights, input to help elevate the show. I am beyond proud of where it is today, and I can't wait to see what this ends up being in the future. I am also very proud of the work that's been done in deepening my relationship with my partner and the growth that we've been able to experience together in travel, in understanding what it means to have and be with a life partner and discovering more about each other day in and day out. And the last thing that I am proud of from this year is really taking the time to explore and really forge meaningful connections and finding the right people that are helping me express and be more of myself every single day. So that would be my list of things that I'm most proud of. And the second side of that question um, that came through was, how do I go about finding joy in the moments or enjoying the moments? And for me, um, again, as I had mentioned when I first opened, there is a lot of shit <laughs> happening in the world. At any given time, um, you wake up, you turn on your TV, it is death and destruction. But I think for me, um, it really has been turning inward to find peace. And in doing that, it's recognizing that peace always exists. It's always here in the face of suffering. And so um, kind of taking that as step or a level higher, uh, one thing that keeps coming to mind for me or keeps coming to the forefront is this whole idea around paradox. And so that's light versus dark, good versus evil. And so the more I come to terms with paradox, it's coming out on the other end and slowing down a little bit more and recognizing that we all have shadow sides. There will always be evil. There will always be good. There will always be war. It's all relative. It's all respective. And so if I can come to terms with that, I can find peace kind of looking beyond that and decide how I want to live and my, live my life and navigate my um, day to day. Also, uh, finding joy in all the moments, just taking time to really check in with myself, checking in with my emotions, checking in with my intuition and slowing down to listen to what they are actually telling me what they are saying and not being frantic or moving frantic or being thrown off my feet by what may be happening um, in and around me or in and around my, in my external surroundings. And um, the last thing I would add is just taking the time to uh, create space for gratitude for the progress that I am making in my own life, however small it may be, celebrating my wins. And the more that I can do that, 
the more I can find peace and joy in all the moments um, that are happening around me. All right, on to the next topic. So um, this one is timely, relevant, and I can only imagine is top of mind for many of us. It's war, love, and peace. What are my thoughts on this? Um, This kind of takes me back to paradox. So this whole idea around good and evil or kind of all of that being respective and recognizing that there's always another side of the coin. I think what is happening globally, um, all these global tensions that we are seeing, experiencing are some form of a denial of God, uh, capital G for all of us. And it's this thought that one is better than the other or one is not deserving of this broader scope grace from this ever-present being. And what it actually reminds me of is a story from the Gita, uh, Bhagavad Gita, which is an awesome uh, book, reading, teaching that I would highly recommend for anybody that is in the process of their own self-discovery journey, but there is a character called Arjuna, who is a warrior in conversation with um, another character called Krishna, who is a representation of God. And Arjuna has this internal struggle around going to war and fighting people, uh, many of which who are his friends, and they come out of that. And it's this recognition that War is a part of our collective dharma um, to self-realization. And so I'm saying that not to, con- not, I'm not, I'm not condoning any of the acts that are being taken, that are taking place um, across the globe, but I really do believe that love is one of the greatest forces in the universe. I think love is the creator. It can destroy and it's what will bring us together. And I think that's exactly what will be the saving grace coming through all of these tensions when it's all said and done. Um, There are a lot of images, uh, harsh, hard to digest imagery out there on social media. And so my recommendation insight to anybody watching this is just really be mindful of your intake. Um, Make sure that you are taking the time to take care of yourself. It can be a lot in the moment. It may not seem like anything, but that can have a negative effect on your biology and your neurological system. So um, yeah, being mindful of how much of that imagery and content you're deciding to digest and take in um, across your social media. All right. So spiritual discoveries. Um, When I saw this one, I was really excited uh, to dive into this. This is kind of a side of me that I feel like it's not very visible, not very present, just looking at me, but has been or has become a really big part of my life in the last 18 to 24 months, and I have had, have been on, have been experiencing a deep uh, spiritual awakening. And what that really means to me is a greater sense, deeper connection to source God, um, uh, getting to experience and understand a reflection of 
myself as light and moving closer toward that day in and day out. And I have had in the last 24 months experiences that some people may call mystical and or magical, but it's felt like one thing leading to the next or people coming at the right time, the right conversations in some moments where I'm like, whoa, like universe talking to me or a question being answered or guidance being provided on what's next, what to do next, where to go next, what conversation to have next, what is that thought, what what's behind that thought. Um, and, uh, I'm recognizing my, uh, spiritual gifts. So for me, I can feel, so I can feel deeply. I've recognized that my emotions are my life's roadmap. And so trusting those, and again, that kind of ties into, um, intuition and it's also sight and the way sight kind of breaks down for me is, being able to dream and it's this conversation with my subconscious on what is happening in my life that may not be outwardly visible or present to me and being able to take actions as a result of insights that I'm getting um, from that. Earlier this year or several months ago, I did a guided um, psilocybin MDMA uh, therapy session with a professional therapist and got to <laughs> sit with my inner child and it was doing a lot of shadow work. But just to give you some insights on what this spiritual journey experience uh is looking like for me or things that I've been working through, navigating. Um, I have some notes from that day that I'm open to sharing. So um, the session started with a question um, once everything started kicking in, uh, what kind of being are you? And my response, like water, I can go into any environment, molding myself to it, leaving it better than I found it. Feminine energy, maternal, wants to provide, sensual, carefree, passionate, wants to create, wants to love hard and deep. It's intuitive, like fire. I've seen glimpses, glimpses of it, the caterpillar form of it. Now it's in cocoon, waiting to see the butterfly in all its glory. At times I see glimpses of the, of the butterfly. That's the fear. What does it mean to really embrace this? I know what's possible. I've had glimpses of the feeling. Come, it comes back to worth in assessing my environment. How do I fully embrace? How do I fully embrace that and still remain relatable? I notice the authenticity in some people, but I can't always gauge where people really, really stand. My relationship with Charlie—he's my number one fan. But what part of me still feels I'm not worthy of love? This led to working with the 13-year-old who felt rage, tears, shame, fear. He eventually left where he had been trapped and went to the beach, saw a serpent there. This is the shadow side of me, where I went to seek comfort. I need to release that now, don't need it anymore. There are three of us, my present self, the little boy, and a subconscious, heavy part of myself. I think I need to have a conversation with my mom, tell her the impact, 
I forgive her and my biological father. There's no hate in me, but there is heaviness, which is the uncertainty around love. How can I be this loving and still not feel it fully in return from the people that matter most? The serpent part of me holds a fear and dread, and that's where I feel safe. There's a realization that the serpent serpent can transform, and that does not need to be rejected or sent away. There's a desire to have a conversation with my mom about what happened to me as a 13-year-old boy. Since that session, um, again, I have the relationship with my mom has been 360 full circle, and um, this was a, a really big part of it. But what I've noticed kind of coming through all of that is just continuing to have the courage to speak your truth, to work with your shadows, to go in the closet, to face your demons, and recognizing that they can be transformed and we all have the power to work with these darker parts of ourselves that, again, may feel crazy to reveal to the world or to even think about um, revisiting based on past traumatic wounds or pain that we may still be dealing with or uh, suffering from. So that is that. Uh, All of that to say, I feel like I'm in a new era (laughs) of my life. It's a new energy that I'm still trying to understand and learning to manage and maintain. And I can't wait to see what the next 24 months has to offer um, as we move in and through 2024 and beyond. That leads me to uh, the next topic point, which is my relationship with tarot. And I think I've briefly touched on this before. Um, It was introduced to me by a friend, uh, Jess Vaughn sitting in her living room and we started flowing through this and I was like, WTF, exclamation point, underline. Um, Ever since then, this for me has been a powerful self-reflection tool, a powerful tool in helping me to look beneath my subconscious. And what I love about this is that there's something in it for everyone at any given point in time. And it just offers an opportunity to reflect, to go a little bit deeper. And from that place, it gives you the power to take inspired action, to make a change if you feel inclined to do so. Um, It, for me, is a space space of and for reflection. And it's a part of my has become a part of my daily ritual um, with some other things. So I have a self-love practice that I start with, uh, the gym, which is huge for me, and um, then this as well uh, to start my day. And to close this year in review um, reflection session with something a little bit more uplifting and fun, uh, I've been asked where are the what are the new places that I've traveled to in 2023 and what was so great about them and I have six places on my list uh, the first being Zipolite Mexico uh, which was fantastic it is a little nook tucked away on the southern tip of Mexico Um It's like a hippie nudist commune. It was 
a magical spiritual experience. And what I loved about that trip was everybody that was on the island was there for some reason in their process journey to self-discovery. And there were like rituals every day on the beach. So at sunset, the entire beach stops and everybody's just breathing and they're watching the sun set and come down. And then when the sun sets, it's clapping, there's celebration. It's, uh, uh, it felt like a bigger celebration of life. Um, and being that kind of remote and tucked away, really getting to connect with the universe in a different level and just like seeing all the stars, it's so quiet and you're also by the beach. And that was a really special and unique thing for me. And the group that I went with um, also made it an incredible trip. Uh, Puerto Vallarta, uh, which is probably not new to a lot of people, but uh, 2023 was my first time uh, in PV, also another magical place. If you've been, you know, and that's all I got to say about that. Uh, Chicago was a good time. Uh, first time in Chicago as well. Really enjoyed uh, deep dish pizza. Went to market days this year, um, which was awesome. And got to do it with friends, which was also great. I've been spending a good amount of time in San Francisco for work. So um, photo, video shoots, that kind of thing. Uh, and love SF. It is a little cold for my liking, but I loved Oakland. Um, had dinner at a coworker's place in Oakland that overlooked the entire city of San Francisco. And that in itself was like a magical kind of pinch me moment experience. Um, LA is awesome next level kind of city in its own um have had a great time exploring and seeing around the city and oaxaca mexico um, was also a really special one for me this year i did uh get the opportunity to dive into do a spiritual experience there as well which was um, very eye-opening for me um getting to engage and indulge in indigenous in and indigenous practice. Um, so that was super cool. Loved all the textiles. The food was amazing. Um, loved the culture, loved the people, loved all of it. And that would be my list of uh, places that I would highly recommend to visit if you haven't visited as yet. Um, yeah. So with that, um, I will keep this short and brief. I'm wishing you all a very, very happy holiday season with your family and friends. This can be a really tough time of year for a lot of people. It can be stressful uh, for financial reasons, uh, physical and mental health, just with the, the pace at which we celebrate the holidays, specifically here in the US. So I would urge all of you to take the time to tune the fuck out and do what you love to do. If you need it, if you need help, um, don't be afraid to phone a friend. Don't be afraid to shut down social media and just really take the time for yourself. Um, also, I really hope you take the time to indulge and engage in gratitude practices. This year was a lot. Um, year end is a great time to reflect, similar to what um, I just did here. I hope you do take the time to do something similar and yeah, continue taking good care of yourselves, celebrate your wins. Um, Love you all so much if you haven't heard that in a long time, and I will see you in the new year. 
We have some awesome content lined up. And thank you so much for all your support and for tuning in. Thank you. Be blessed. Peace. Peace.